0: Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal episode 86 and uh, a very short episode this time. I think I just, I I attended the Time to Change Young Champions final sort of training event uh, yesterday and I'm kind of rushing around this morning trying to do washing, um, a couple of different bits. I've just cleaned up catsick, woo! and um get ready for Mother's Day and stuff but I really wanted to actually just record for a couple of minutes some of the amazing things and experience uh, that I had yesterday and wow like what a what an experience to see what goes into all of the work that the young champions do um and get much more of a sense of the team and the network that they have uh, As you guys may know, uh, I've had a few Young Champions on the podcast before as guests, and we've spoken about different uh, topics and events and things that are going on. Uh, I've also kind of shared or supported some of the stuff that some of them have done at events or through blogging and things like that. And uh, it's been really cool to see, and it's absolutely amazing, but it was really, really interesting to see kind of what goes on behind that before it Um, yeah it was just it was a really interesting day Uh, it was really interesting for me personally to hear some of them talk about um, kind of that idea of potentially comparing the work that they do with other young champions and feeling like they don't do as much Uh, but then hearing some of the stories from those people that said I've only done one or two things but here's the one or two things I've done and I'm like absolutely amazing uh so every single conversation and interaction really does make a difference to someone. And in turn you don't know how many people that they then go on to talk to, interact with and potentially change the lives of. So every conversation really does matter and there's some absolutely amazing stories which um I'm not gonna go into because it's uh they're their stories and I won't remember it properly, but just trust me when I say it was it was emotional. <laughs> um, the uh, the VIP or one of the VIPs on the day was Glenn Close. Um, I would say I pretty much only really know Glenn Close from two movies: uh, from 101 Dalmatians and from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but there you go. Um, but hearing her story her family story and um the experiences they've gone through with having um friends or family members affected by uh bipolar by schizophrenia and um by things like depression as well just was a lot more moving um than I in all honesty was expecting it to be I really thought It would be um, like a cool, positive, um, little sort of uh, 20-minute speech. But Glenn really shared um, some very emotional and powerful stories about um, struggles as well as successes. And it was really, uh, very moving. And I would, I would definitely say that it was, so, yeah, it was something I was not expecting. Um, and I definitely recommend one of the things that she really spoke about was the, uh, campaign or the charity, uh, Bring Change to Mind... um, ...that she co-founded... ...and there's a lot of really cool stuff there... ...there's a few um, sort of short ads... ...and things like that... ...and um, they do their own version... ...of the Time to Change... ...schizophrenic... um, ...kind of trailer... ...which is really cool... ...so you definitely need to check that out... ...and I'll make sure that I add a link... Um, to some of these clips into the description when I upload the episode. Uh, It was just a really powerful moment and um, I was grateful I was sat at the back so I could kind of cry away and not draw too much attention to myself. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was was really, really good. Uh, Then later on in uh the morning i think probably around lunchtime ish we also got to hear from uh johnny benjamin who had a q and a session with the young champions which was really really interesting to hear and um again some very very honest answers um from johnny it wasn't a case of oh this is how you should do certain things or um it was this is my experience it's not always been the best but this is what I've done and these are the things that I've experienced and that was really very heartwarming as well and the honesty of both of the speakers was absolutely amazing to, to hear um, and very empowering as well and definitely something that I feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to um, hear at, and to have been at the event while those guys We're talking as well. Uh, Johnny was followed up by... uh, ...Shea Wong, who spoke about... um, ...kind of our own stories and... ...confidence and empowerment. Um, Well, that's the way I took it. And um, it was really interesting to, again, to see... ...someone talk honestly about their experience... Um, and again the opportunity to hear people talk about different ways to think about our mental health different ways to experience it to work with it um, and different ways to potentially benefit from it and being able to share our own stories and share that experience with other people very much like the three speakers were doing on the day to allow those young champions and those of us that were lucky enough to be there at uh, the event as well to to kind of take away and just I guess to appreciate the opportunity that we have and really feel empowered by um, our own confidence to speak about the struggles and the successes um, of our journeys with mental health illnesses. Uh, Then in the afternoon uh, I led a podcasting session which was really, really cool to actually go away and to talk about to people face-to-face the benefits of podcasting, some of the amazing opportunities to share our stories and um, kind of have that peer-to-peer support, really have an opportunity to just listen to each other um, and do that in a a safe, non-judgmental environment and something like this kind of version of media where it is just audio does make some people feel more comfortable as well and I think sometimes I feel more comfortable with it um, so it's, it's definitely worth kind of acknowledging that as well we also spoke a little bit about some of the risks and some of the things that you do need to be aware of um, those of you that listen to uh, a number of episodes will be more than aware of some of the Skype issues we have at the start of episodes and um, getting that set up um but there's also things like checking in with those guys that come onto the podcast making sure they're okay with the things that you've discussed and um trying to make sure that you're not sort of triggering each other as well as you're going through your conversation uh and being aware of potentially some of the things that you might not be able to talk about um for legal reasons as well and just yeah being aware of some of those potential dangers It was interesting and humorous (laughs) to talk about how to um, technically set up a podcast as well. Um, Not going to lie, it's it's still ridiculously difficult if you're not on a paid service, I think. And um, I spoke about the way that I set up my podcast originally using um, all the various places, so garage band to edit the audio, having... uh, the audio file stored at archive.org, then <laughs> having your like your podcast feed on uh, Blogger or WordPress, having the image stored online somewhere, which has to be the fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred for iTunes, um, using stuff like FeedBurner to then transfer your file from uh, Blogger over to places like iTunes, Acast. Um, and various other places as well it's yeah it's complicated but then it's a good way to get set up it's free it makes it accessible to a lot of different people and I'm sure while that's the way that I've done it that there are better quicker ways to do it Um, but it's about again sharing your own experience uh, and also pointing to some of the places like um, SoundCloud I know some of the guys I listen to use places like Clipsin and Podbean and stuff like that as well. So looking out for some of those paid services um, that do make the whole uploading um, and podcast storage much easier. But again, that involves that cost, which I think... Personally, I I feel like that's quite an outlay when you're starting off. I think it is better to do it free um, just to get a few episodes going and see whether you want to invest the money into podcasting. And also a massive thing for me, while I do find it beneficial to talk about my own experience, looking back at some of the absolutely amazing guests that I've had on the podcast that have shared their own stories, their own experiences, um, and some very very difficult times um, and very emotional stories. Um, I think for me, just hearing them, let alone what it feels like for them to kind of tell and relive those stories. Also some of the amazing successes that people have had. Um, And it's something that we, I think, as people but especially British people um, really struggle with saying actually this I did this and it was really good it was it was really beneficial I did it really well like people enjoyed it Um, yeah we kind of struggle with that sort of stuff Uh, while I was running my podcast session uh, Tom was actually leading a craftism session which I'm Kind of annoyed I didn't get to see because it sounded absolutely amazing and Tom seemed really really cool, really interesting as well. Um so I can't really tell you much about that other than it seemed like people were really into it. Um having spoken to Tom, it definitely sounds like something that I want to find out more about. And uh I know having worked on like play schemes and youth work and stuff before, it's a great way to interact. With young people but also a lot with adults I think and I think that's a really um, missed or poorly signposted um, type of support in that actually I can tell you like people sit down in the first I don't know five minutes of kind of the what are we actually doing they're listening and very task orientated but after that and people are going they are they kind of open up and they're a lot more willing to talk about um, the things that are going on in their lives potentially the struggles and some of the successes and again just open to conversation um, I've heard some people talk about this as well when um, you go to the hairdressers and you're kind of there with sort of nothing to do and you end up talking and um, I think, yeah that's great but you You're generally paying for the hairdresser and you're paying for that experience. And actually craft can be really cheap and really a lot more um, of an activity that you're able to do again and again um, and be involved with other people as well. So it's a really cool thing to have. Uh, The day was pretty much rounded off with the guys talking about their own experiences and trying to develop that into things like CVs and skill development and and what they want to and what they are going to do moving forward, Um, which was really a very empowering moment to see a group of young people that are so hugely passionate about mental health, about reducing the stigma, about increasing Awareness of not just mental health but mental health illnesses, symptoms, and kind of support and opportunities to talk to people about some of the things that we might be struggling with. About their belief that actually mental health is something that everyone has. Mental health illness is something that's going to affect or does affect one in four people. That everyone knows at least three or four people and so you know someone that will be directly affected by a mental health illness I think that's really important to hit home I think some statistics where you end up with like oh it's one in 10 one in 20 one in 100 or whatever everyone knows four people or three people including yourself so you will know someone Probably a close friend or a family member or yourself who are directly affected by a mental health illness. And yet it's something that many people don't talk about. Something that many people don't feel able to talk about. I very much believe it's not something we have to. We don't have to talk about things. Some people don't want to and that's completely okay. As long as they've chosen not to talk. As long as they feel like they have the opportunity, they have the support network and the support there to talk if they want to or feel they need to. They should never feel unable to talk about mental health or a mental health illness. Particularly because so many of us, by the time we are thinking about talking about mental health in a serious way, we are already... Heavily affected by that mental health illness. It's not part of our day to day conversation. We don't mention that we're starting to feel anxious about certain things or depressed or we're starting to struggle with some simple day to day tasks. Yet we will mention that our ankle is a bit sore or our fingers feel a bit stiff or our neck is a bit crooked or we've got a bit of a headache. It shouldn't be any different talking about mental health. And that's a really, really important message. Too many people are left on their own and isolated and feeling unable to talk about very serious and important issues. That can leave people to be in much more dangerous, much more serious situations than they needed to be in. Things like suicide are topics I've started to talk about a lot more. And again, it's something that potentially, arguably, is 100% preventable. By talking at an earlier stage about some of the struggles that we might have with family, with friends, with some strange weirdo online, (laughs) we can have that opportunity to stop prevent decrease the escalation of a mental health illness oh, trying not to get too serious and not to cry <laughs> but it is a really important and it's a really important topic and it affects everyone and yesterday was a really powerful emotional and inspiring day because of those young people because of the stories of the experiences of the challenges that they have had because of the awesome people that came along to speak in Glenn, Johnny and Shay as well it was a day that reminded me that we are doing so much and yet, there is so much more to do. Oh, I breathed. At the end of the event, uh, there was a so, uh, so ooh, there was a small kind of uh, party um, chat opportunity, and it was really nice to speak to some of the young champions that I'd not met before. Um, it was really nice to see some of the young champions that I have spoken to before, um, particularly Mary, Leah. Um, it was really cool to talk to those guys. Um, and Abby that I've met once before, uh, and kind of share a little bit of how we're doing and what the day was like and, Just a chance to sort of build on that um, friendship as well was lovely. It was also really nice for me to meet and talk to some young champions that I'd not met before. And um, it was really nice to sit next to Ben in the morning and hear a little bit about his journey and his experience. And um, see how actually he's done a lot more as a young champion than he thought he had also really enjoyed, of course, I did seeing uh, Jodie again and having a chat with her. And um, she's definitely going to come back onto the podcast again in the future and, and talk about um, the Team Young Champions and some of the stuff um, that's going on with her. And it was really nice just to kind of stand and have a hug towards the end of the day with her. And it, it, was, it was an emotional day for me. And I'm there as a visitor. Um, or a facilitator, I'm not um, there as a young champion, I haven't had the experience that they have, um, so I can only imagine how emotional, how draining, and how potentially overpowering the day was. It was absolutely amazing. Um, so, well done to all of those young champions. Um, whether you've done lots, whether you've done a small amount, you've all had more ...than one conversation. And that one conversation... ...could have changed someone's life. Not only could it have changed their life... ...it could have changed... ...an uncountable amount of lives... ...that they in turn touch as well. So a huge thank you to them... ...and to all of the work... ...that they have done as young champions... ...and that they will continue to do... ...as Time to Change champions... ...as mental health advocates... And as amazing young people. I want to say a big thank you to Joss for inviting me along to the event yesterday. Uh, it was really cool to be involved. And hopefully I get to do uh, more things with Time to Change and with the Young Champions programme as well. Having had a really positive experience and a really positive workshop, hopefully, we're going to be able to introduce you guys to some of the young champions that I spoke to um, and hear about their journeys in the future as they come on as podcast guests. And I know one or two of them are thinking about starting up their own podcasts as well. So as and when I hear about that sort of stuff happening, I'll make sure to share it with you guys and you should definitely go and check out what they're doing as well. Well, for now... Uh, I've got a couple of podcasts lined up, um, but they're not going to be coming um, immediately. Uh, There's still a little bit of working out to do with those. Um, But a big thing that I would like you guys to be aware of is the Mental Health Blog Awards um, event that I'm organising for July, I think it's July, is it July or June? I think it's July. Check out the website, mikesopenjournal.com forward slash awards. Um, Early bird tickets are currently £4.78, but they're going to go up to uh, £7 or £8, I think, uh, around May time. Um, So I'm just trying to encourage everyone to get those early bird tickets. Uh, Up until May, you can also nominate people for the awards. Uh, So there's categories for photography, uh, campaign or project, uh, also for your blogger of the year, your... Vlogger of the Year, your Podcaster of the Year, um, and for your Micro Influencer as well. So they have to have under 2K following on Twitter for that category. I've got to say a big thank you to a few of you that have nominated myself for the Podcaster uh, Award Um, however, um, as the host of the awards, I'm not going to stand in that category. Um, so I would encourage you to, uh, if you don't already have a look around and find some of the other amazing mental health podcasts that are out there as well. Uh, for myself, um, I don't want to throw you guys in any certain way, but one of the podcasts that I did mention yesterday, uh, I mentioned three, um, but one of the ones that is really important um, to me is The Dark Place um, with Joel. This is probably the first real mental health podcast that I really got on board with. I really like the way that um, Joel talks through the episodes. I really like the way that he kind of has the discussion with his guests um, the episodes aren't going up as regularly um, anymore, but there's uh, an amazing uh, backlog of episodes for you guys to have a look at. So again, I'll add a link into the description. It's, um, yeah, it definitely formed probably part of my inspiration for starting up my own podcast and having my own conversations about mental health and sharing other people's stories as well. So, um an amazing podcast to check out. Thank you very much for listening in to this episode and to me just talking away um, for a little while. I did say it was going to be a short episode, but I've managed to almost fill up half an hour, um, like as a shy guy that's not bad i reckon (laughs) um so yeah thank you very much for listening into the episode if you are interested in coming onto the podcast in the future uh you can find links at the website which is mikesopenjournal.com you can contact me on instagram or twitter at mike underscore douglas underscore uh and to the 20 odd of you that follow the facebook page that doesn't really do much, <laughs> um, you can always send something through on Facebook as well. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Joss and the young champions at Times Change. It's felt quite emotional, this episode. Um, and I think that's okay. Uh, I want to leave you with... Uh, a little thought from uh Johnny Benjamin's Q&A which was to kind of recognize the importance and the amazing work that we do um but also keep in mind your own mental health and recognize sometimes when you're struggling but also sometimes maybe you're not quite at that struggling level but you recognise you're you you're not operating on 100% and actually having a little bit of time, taking some time is really important and again I think it comes back to that idea that mental health and mental health illness is something hugely important and something that we should be talking about more, it shouldn't just be that we're talking about people in emergency situations It shouldn't be that we see tweets from people saying I've been to my doctor or my hospital and unless I have a suicide plan, there is nothing they can do for me. The more we talk about mental health with each other and with professionals, the more we help others and ourselves. Mental health, mental health illness is a serious topic and affects us all. It's time to talk. It's time to change.